Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday, March the 10th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the book of Esther, chapter 12, verses 14 through 16 and 23 through 25. The book of Esther, chapter 12, verses 14 through 16 and 23 through 25. Um, it's interesting to hear people still persist in saying that the Bible is uh, anti-woman. Uh, it's against women. And some even go so far as to say that the Bible condones uh, the abuse and the subjection of women. Uh, the Bible, if we actually read it, contains powerful stories of women who have pay, played key and important roles, significant roles, in the life of God's covenant and God's plan. And certainly for, the, for Israel, uh, God raises up women at key moments. We have uh, three books in the Old Testament whose specific characters uh, and have books named after them for women. We have the book of Ruth, the book of Judith, and the book of Esther. And they play significant and crucial roles uh, in God's plan of salvation and commitment to Israel. And one of these is Esther. Now, Esther is not an historical figure. Uh, she is more of a literary, what we might call a literary motif or a literary character. And, but her message, her example, drawn from real-life experiences of the Jewish people, really uh, speaks to us of the way of God's fidelity and action in the face of great evil. Uh, Esther uh, is selected by God and chosen by God uh, to save the people at this moment of uh, great distress. The uh, Persian king, uh, who seems to be uh, whimsical, he makes all kind of royal decrees on really uh, important matters, but does it in a very whimsical and thoughtless kind of way. And uh, his minister uh, tricks him into signing a decree which the minister who hates the Jews and wants to destroy them has the uh, king sign them without even knowing what he's signing. And so he takes advantage of that and plans to destroy the Jews and also to destroy all remnants of anything having to do with the uh, covenant with Almighty God, specifically the tablets received by Moses from Mount Sinai. And so the Lord raises up this woman, Esther, to be the one who will deliver the people. And in our reading, we see that Esther receives this commission from God 
and she's overwhelmed by it. But what do the people do? The people, before their deliverance, they enter into a great fast. Uh, they pray and they do penance that God will deliver them. And God raises up Queen Esther, raises up Esther to be the one to deliver them. And uh, Esther is, again, overwhelmed by this particular prospect. She against the mighty kings and rulers of Persia and his ministers. And uh, she prays to God. She says, my Lord, my king, you alone are God. Help me who am alone and I have no help but you for I am taking my life in my own hand. She is risking her life. She's risking her life to do God's will. And uh, in the face of this tremendous uh, genocide that the evil minister is preparing to uh, enact uh, on the uh, Israelites, God raises up Esther and she delivers the people. She delivers the people and they go free. Uh, this particular episode in Esther speaks to us really across, across the centuries to our own time where we see this tremendous genocide taking place, this tremendous crimes against humanity taking place on our own television, in our newspapers. Uh, we can't seem to get away from it, of what uh, Russia is doing to the people of Ukraine, the bombing of children's hospitals, uh, residential areas, homes for the elderly. Uh, the Lord uh, is watching, and the Lord is looking and calling on people of goodwill to lift their mind in fasting and in prayer uh, for deliverance, for the Esthers of today, the prophets of today. And we have to keep repeating this and calling this to mind because the scriptures give us such uh, wise guidance. And... Uh, we may feel ourselves very inadequate. Esther did. Uh, she said, you know, who am, who am I to do this kind of thing? But when God calls us, he never calls us without providing the necessary resources to do what the Lord is asking for us. Now granted, we're thousands of miles away from what's taking place on the other side of the world. But at the same time, prayer and fasting and penance, especially in this season of Lent, they transcend geography. They transcend distance. When given with a clean hand and pure heart for God's deliverance. And Esther is a reminder that all of us have an opportunity, a calling, a responsibility to be in solidarity with those who are suffering such great evil. Uh, we can all pray. We can all do a form of penance, some form of penance, asking the Lord 
to restrain the evil one, to restrain the instruments of Satan, and to hold them back so that God's holy covenant of life and of love, of justice and of peace, and the fruits of that covenant may be restored to God's holy world, to God's creation. It's not man's creation, it's God's creation. And so we look at Esther as a model of great faith, great courage, of prayer and of penance in the face of seemingly overwhelming odds against any kind of success. But with God, all things are possible. With God, deliverance comes. And with every dark night comes a brighter, brighter sunrise. So let us today, in our own way, our own ability, our own prudent judgment, let us lift our minds and hearts to God for the deliverance from this evil that has arisen, from this suffering, from this death and destruction that we see unfolding before us. And let us do our part. There is no such thing as a little contribution. We are, prayer is never little. Prayer is the most powerful arsenal against the evil one. And let us lift our minds and hearts to Almighty God in solidarity with those who are suffering so much right now that indeed God's holy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May we not retreat or fall back from this struggle, for it is our struggle as well. God bless you.